Welcome to another Portfolio Profile episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. Uh, I believe this is going to be one that almost everyone listening is not only going to be excited about, but could immediately try out uh, and and help us uh, uh, launch and and improve. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to uh, Kara Bornstein, who uh, is the founder of, well, when I invested, it was called <laughs> ByteBase. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But um, the, the company we're talking about is called StashPad. So, Kara, thanks for coming on, first of all. But give us just the, the, the sort of two-minute uh, high level. What, what is StashPad and, and what, what can I do with it? Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for, for having me today. Uh, so StashPad is a developer notepad. And so basically how it started is I'm a software engineer. And I started to notice that it was super scattered and chaotic for me to keep track of all the information I needed to do my job as a software engineer. And so at first I thought uh, maybe it was a problem with our team processes or with the wiki. But when we dug in further, we saw that it was actually a personal tooling issue. So 90% of software engineers, just like me, uh, use a bare bones scratch pad to manage all of their thoughts and work as they go about their day. And so this is something like the default notes app on your computer. Uh, My personal favorite is the untitled text file, or it could be sticky notes or even a plain piece of paper. And all of these bare bones scratch pads are super fast for getting things down. But when it's time to actually make sense of all of it and act on it later, they're totally chaotic. And so StashPad is the first developer notepad uh, that's super fast and convenient, but actually stays organized enough so that you can stay in flow, do your best work, and enjoy it. So an obvious point to make here is there's a ton of, you know, complicated tools for devs. There's also a ton of uh, notepad and scratch pad sort of things. Why specifically is a scratch pad something that, as you said, was sort of like a tool missing in in the dev's sort of um, workflow. Yeah, yeah. So so it's not missing. Everyone is using a scratch pad pretty much. Mm, right. Uh, but it's not uh, performing up to standard. And so basically, there, even though everyone is using a scratch pad, there hasn't been one before uh, what we're doing now that's actually built specific for developer workflows. And so one thing that we've... Uh, that we've learned uh, along the journey and that we're excited to be offering now is we really focus on developers. So unlike the default notes up on your computer, this is a developer scratch pad. And what, and what does that specifically mean? Like what is designed um, with developer workflow in mind that what's already been out there doesn't have? Yeah, so we, we think of it in uh, two different uh, parts. So the first thing is that In StashPad, you have all of the features that you'd expect of any developer tool. So this is things like markdown support, uh, keyboard bindings, syntax highlighting on your code, that kind of stuff. Um, But then even more interesting to me is that we uh, have specifically designed for developer workflows. So a common one that's pretty simple is it's common to copy code from uh, your node solution into your uh, shell. Mm -hmm. And usually you would think you like, Uh, select the text using your mouse, drag across, then command or control C and paste it into the shell. Uh, With Sashpad, one click to copy and you're in, or one key press. Um, And then a a slightly more complicated workflow that we also are built for is as professional software engineers, context switching is definitely not our favorite thing, but it's just part of the job. Um, And so we uh, have worked really hard to make it so that whenever you do have to context switch, you can get into what you want to focus on 
as quickly as possible. So changing topics, jumping to a meeting, one key press, you're in. Need to stash away something for later, but want to stay on what you're doing, you can do that. So more time and flow. Is um, I'm assuming that this is also designed to plug into various people's workflows. Like this is not designed necessarily to take over, but maybe down the road as it gets more robust, it, you know, it could be. But right now it's designed to work when and how you're currently working. It's it's a supplement. It's 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 super powering, not taking over right now. Yep. So so right now basically it's a drop-in replacement for whatever like text files, sticky notes, Slack message to yourself, whatever embarrassing, uh, crazy messy thing that that you choose to do to jot things down because everyone has their own their own way. And then long term, we'll be really excited to offer more extensibility. So I um, before this, I was an engineer at Twilio, so I am an API super fan, and so I'm really excited uh, once we nail the full core product to make it easy to extend Sashpad so that it can seamlessly fit into your workflow in whatever way works for you, and you can totally customize it. So you you mentioned that you you have a developer background yourself, um, Twilio, and I think you said it at the at the start that like this was something that you identified yourself and and felt like there wasn't good tools for. But give me a, a deeper sense of how the idea came about. Like, did you? It was just one of those things where like you're just talking to you know colleagues and being like, wouldn't it be great if there was something like that? And they were like, yeah, exactly. We, somebody should do that at some point. Tell me the tell me the the origin story of this idea. Yeah, so I I wish that was the origin story that <laughs> just started <laughs> that we just started there. Of hey, I think there's this problem. Here's a scratchpad solution, and that's that's often what I tell is the story now when I tell people about it. Uh, but the reality is, when we started Scratchpad, uh, it was I was a software engineer. My co-founder is also a software engineer. We noticed the problem really at first. Um, like I had described, kind of around getting all that information together so that you can do your work efficiently. And when I said that we thought maybe it was a wiki problem, we really did. And so two engineers, we think we could solve a problem, start building without doing the right research. We actually built a wiki solution uh, before this. And what we saw was um, nobody wanted it, which was <laughs> which was humbling and, and definitely mm -hmm. not the most fun. Uh, but the cool thing there uh, was that uh, we then had these engineers who were talking to us and telling us they didn't want that. Um, and they were telling us what they were doing. And so how we came to Sashpad is all of these developers who didn't want the wiki that we were building or any other one for that matter, um, were like, we don't want that, but I'm using a scratch pad all day. And we were like, okay, maybe we should make a better scratch pad. <laughs> well, it, it, that's, let's just stay here for just a second and think about that because you know people talk about all the time um you know pivoting and and startups and things like that but it, what you're describing is interesting where you set out to solve a specific problem that you felt was out there and literally the first people you try it on are like yeah that's great and everything but my real problem's over here so like what is what happens in your head i mean obviously you have to have a certain level of humility to be like um you know, I thought this was the problem, but the problem is really that. Do you, is it more like, but I did set out to solve problems for developers, for productivity. And so screw it. Who cares if I thought that it, the problem was A and it's really B? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of it, it definitely was not like it was hard to 
I didn't, I can't say that I accepted it immediately. As soon as like, I saw like the first 10 people didn't want it. I was like, okay, maybe more. And that's, that's part of how the audience, uh, for researching, uh, personal developer notes got, got to be, um, but it definitely was like, we wanted to solve this problem to basically just make, uh, help developers like myself work better and also enjoy that work. That seemed like an opportunity. And we jumped right into a solution because it was so comfortable for us to build stuff. And that was a lot more comfortable than actually like talking to people. Um, and then when we realized that people didn't want it, that, that sucked, but, um, but it was really cool and like a, definitely a light bulb moment when we started uh, to ask people like, okay, you're not using this, let's reset. Uh, tell me about your day, what are you doing? And the, uh, the scratch pad, it wasn't actually even, um, it wasn't something people were voluntarily telling us about at first. They were saying, oh yeah, for notes, I use like um, different, more robust solutions and this team one and all this stuff. And then I'm like, okay, can I actually like, watch, watch sit with you as you're doing your work? And I'm like, okay, you're using a scratch pad. You're doing that too. And you, oh, and look, I'm doing that also. Okay. Reset. Let's try this. <laughs> what did it, aside from, you know, asking friends and family and, and colleagues and things like that. What other um, resources out there f are there f at that stage of developing something where it's like, hey, I, I, I uh, put this together, give it a try, and people are like, meh. But how do you like also sort of like throw the doors open? I mean, just what, what are the resources that exist for the, the super early stage to be like, hello world, come give this a go. And then because that's the first step before you can even get the feedback. So yeah, that's a great question. So so one place is like as far as online stuff goes is like Indie Hackers. The website has a pretty strong community, and we definitely um, when we first uh, before pivoting to uh, personal notes, what we did was write a post about that in Indie Hackers, and we got like 150 signups before we had implemented it. So we're like, okay. This is the right way to do it. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> this is feeling better. Um, but honestly, to say like, oh, post on this website or that one, there's no easy answer. Like to get the feedback that that you need in order to build something great, you have to kind of get out there and hustle. And the cool thing is that like people get really excited about entrepreneurship. They want to be part of it a lot of the times, and we need them to be part of it uh, because um all of that help, like that's that's how how the like the countless iterations and everything. That's how it gets there, and it's exciting um, to be able to do that with the community that you built. But you, you kind of need to build that community one way or another. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it was definitely uh, because I had worked uh, at Twilio, and and there are a lot of um, obviously a lot of developers who work there who are super smart. It was a lot of like reaching out to my former colleagues finding anyone who is kind of interested in developer productivity. Oh, you built this crazy thing with Emacs. Show it to me. Tell me about it. You have a friend who did that too. And just kind of like uh, very manually working your way through uh, to learn, meet people. Um, that's kind of how we did it. And how, how hard is it to actually push people for, no, don't just tell me it's great. Like, Tell me what is not great. Like, tell me, tell like that sort of dog fooding early beta stuff, or I guess alpha stuff, where it's like, okay, it, it's functional, but like, what would you really like to see, or or what what have I done that's dumb? Like, how what what's your philosophy on that in terms of like, I, you know, it's almost like focus grouping and interviewing and things like that, but getting people to give you the actual tangible product feedback that that 
is is actually where the gold lies? Yeah, that's a great question. So, so one thing is definitely whenever you talk to people to frame it. And so to say very clearly, like, I know you want to be nice and stuff, but it's actually much nicer to me if you are rude. And so usually when I'm doing like, uh, like user feedback sessions, I'll be like, okay, imagine and <laughs> like, this is your totally lazy part of the day. So like any like laziness or stress that you have right now, just put it on me and bring that self that that version of yourself not not a super nice polished version so that's one thing the framing um then a second thing is that i always ask very specifically like what's one thing that would work better like what's one thing that's not working great in the app and that's where i'll get something pretty specific like um this key binding shouldn't work this way or i um i would want code blocks to work this way instead of this way so something like that um and then probably the most interesting thing is uh, we're very specifically focused on this like scratch pad use case, but it's always interesting to see, especially in earlier iterations and, and still now, um, if you are not using Stashpad as your only um, scratch node solution, what else are you using or what adjacent things are you using and why are you and going? And why, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. And that's, that's what tells us like, oh, okay, it's because you like the way that you can prioritize notes over here. So for that use case, you go here, right? Or, oh, because you need a different type of note. So you're going to go go over here. And so that kind of, uh, some of those things we don't want to take on because we want to keep scope narrow. But some of those, it's like, okay, if we did this, I think the product would be much better for this type of use case. Love, love, love Yahoo Finance. Use it every day to research companies we talk about on the show. Heck, I used it constantly when I was writing the book to look at the historical performance of dot-com companies. But when I'm working on my own portfolio, it's also the autocomplete in my browser, yahoofinance.com. They are the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. And when you use it for your personal investing tool like I do, you can securely link your brokerage accounts to it for a unified view of of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. When it comes to your financial future, you think you've done it all, you've saved, you've researched, you've invested all that you can. Now, you need to take those investments to the next level by using what every financial great uses, Yahoo Finance. Think of it as an observability dashboard, but for your finances. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity. But user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide, 
finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Octa-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Well, since we're uh, on this theme of like um, seeing what works and throwing the spaghetti against the wall sort of stuff, um, as I mentioned at the at the beginning, um, you you did a name change, which we don't even have to uh, bring up the, the old <laughs> name again, uh, um, the the dead name, as it were. But uh, what is what is that like too? Like when you get down the road, I, you know, you haven't done a, a ton of branding yet. Um, th- that's that's at the stage we're at right now is getting out there and and doing the real hello world stuff. But um, what's what's the thinking behind? Well, we can't go really public with this name because it's not good enough. And like, give me just give me a little bit of that of like literally changing horses with a brand with a name, a very basic thing like that. Yeah. So, so a lot of what we were looking for, I will say the old name, the old name was ByteBase. <laughs> and the issue with the old name is that when you think about saving a note, it didn't really have a verb associated with it that was like natural to use. So like, if you want to bite a note, you can, but like, that would be weird. And um, we're not really going for that. So, <laughs> so we were thinking like, okay, what are verbs that we like that are like very developer focused? And so there's like save and store. Uh, to jot something down, write something, create. We really liked stash. And it's kind of coming from get stash. It's fast and messy. And that's a lot of what the product is like. Um, And then the second thing is, uh, as I've even said throughout this conversation, we are a scratch pad, a notepad. So it's stash pad, um, a combination of the pad and the the fast verb. The the, the stashing, yes. Yes. So how how long have you been in development of the, you know, the, the current iteration of, of this and and how many people have you been uh, sort of dog fooding with it thus far? Yeah, so we uh, we started working on right now it's a desktop app, um, and we started working on the desktop app this past fall, um, and we've been onboarding like a little over a hundred people each month, where we're just kind of trying to get as much feedback as we can and make iterations as quickly as we can. Um, yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. And just this week, um, you launched the new website. So I, I'm, I'm assuming we're at the point now where um, we're on the cusp of Hello Worlding it. Um, but if if there are people listening right now and uh, want to uh, help you kick the tires some more before the the great uh, debut, um, where where should they go to to do that? And and what what sort of feedback are you looking for right now? Definitely. So, uh, so you can go to stashpad.com. As of this week, uh, it's the first time that you can get instant access. So as soon as you go there, stashpad.com, you can download the app. And the type of feedback that we're looking for is uh, kind of like I've mentioned throughout this conversation, our goal is to reduce friction in every uh, interaction that you have as you're taking notes and managing your thoughts and all that stuff throughout the workday. And so I'd love if you can try it out, share your feedback, see any points that that aren't reducing friction enough, and then we can really get that all robust for um, a launch later in the month. So, I, I want to underline that you are actively you're you're basically 
begging people, please try it out and tell us. Give us feedback. Yeah, do yes. not try it out in silence. No Absolutely shyness, no shyness. This is the opportunity for the Mutant Podcast Army to have a real impact on a product right before it launches. So um, uh, yes, please, please. Yes. yes. Uh, reach out to Kara and to me with 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 all of your feedback. So, what is um, to the degree that I, I'm not asking you to give away any um, secrets or spoil any exciting stuff, but like, what is your strategy for as we're describing later this month, um, basically debuting? What 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 is your thoughts in terms of how to reach the the market that you hope to find fit with, as they say? Yeah. So a lot of it is going to be. Um, more kind of public press things. We're going to be going on product hunt, which I'm excited about. I've never done that with a product before. Um, but then even more so what we're looking for is folks who uh, can give us feedback so that we can make sure that the product is really just the best node solution for them out there. Then kind of working to... Um, working with them <laughs> by offering things like uh, discounts on some of our premium offerings that are going to be coming uh, to help us really get the ball rolling and, and referring other folks who would get value from it. Uh, I should have asked this at the beginning with your background, but um, I know you've worked at startups before, uh, but is this your first time as a founder or your first rodeo doing this sort of thing? Yeah, first time as a founder. What what have you found that is different about um, project development and project management when you're <laughs> you're you're the boss, you're the one in charge, you're a small team, and there's there's it's it's basically all on your shoulders. Are are there sort of any any things over the last six months since the fall or whatever that you found is different about doing this uh, under your own shingle? I guess. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's a great question. Probably two main things. So the first is that uh, I never really thought uh, this aspect of it would be my job, but I feel like a very big part of my role is just saying no to stuff that we could build because there's all this awesome stuff we want to build. I get really excited about stuff. I want to build everything. We cannot build everything. So a lot of what I do is just being like, okay, we want to do this. Let's stash it away for later, right? Uh, <laughs> save that for later so that we can make sure we do a really good job on something because we do have limited resources. Uh, so that's one thing, just like really, really heavy prioritizing and like ruthlessly. Um, and then the second thing that I, it might sound cliche, but I honestly didn't realize it until uh, kind of getting further along on this journey, which is, okay, it sounds like, okay, there's founders and founding team. That's kind of who it is. They're going to build this and get it off the ground. That's not at all how it works. The extent to which we uh, need help from other people who can give us advice in tons of different areas, give us the product feedback that we need to actually make something awesome. Uh, you just need to reach out for so much help when you're a founder and I hope to, to be able to return that because um, it's definitely, it's just, that's kind of what, what tech entrepreneurship sits on. Well, and also in this case, um, again, our, our, our big ask of everyone listening is if you're a dev, go try this out and give feedback. Don't be shy. Yes. But the, the advantage is, is, is in theory, again, people that get involved right now can help build their sort of dream version of this because... Yeah, yeah. Right. Not only not only can you be like, you know, I, I really wish it had this, but you can also uh, give the care and the team, 
you know, here's here's what your roadmap should be. Here's the next thing you should add. Here's the next thing, like that sort of thing. This is so it's the advantage that you have is people are being helpful to you, but in theory, you'll end up being helpful to them by designing the tool that they didn't know they couldn't live without. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so let's 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 end it there by underlining the ask, which is uh all developers, please try it out. Um, it's stashpad.com, you said? Yep. Yep. Um, and uh, don't be shy with your feedback. But any other asks that you might have, I don't know if you guys are hiring or, or looking for introductions to any teams or, or companies or anything like that. Anything off the top of your mind that the audience can help out with, even if they're not devs? Um, wh what do you got? Well, the first thing is always just more, more intros to devs because that's the most important thing. Um, and then... Let's see, what else can we get help with? I think that's the biggest thing, honestly, mm -hmm, for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the more developers we can talk to who are vocal in what they want and in what works and what doesn't, that's that's our focus right now. Well, what we'll do also is keep everybody um, up to date on the launch uh, when it's on Product Hunt. Uh, I'll be sure to mention that as well. So again, this month is a key month. This is you're you're watching this company and this product uh, a debut to the world. So um, this is exciting. We're all going to be able to uh, watch this happen in real time. So um, we'll uh, we'll talk more and uh, share more uh, when the launch happens in a few weeks. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Kara. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. And again, everyone, try out Stashpad. Uh, and more on this very soon.